Okay, good morning. It should be a good morning. In Mirza Hashem, we should hear Yeshua's Venachamas, please God. We should hear only uh, good news and good things. Unfortunately, we woke up this morning not for good news. Our hearts are uh, broken, shattered by the uh, continued news of the price that Klai Yisrael is paying in order to protect not only Israel, protect the world to fight this evil. So our learning should be Le'ili Nishmas, these precious soldiers, young, sweet, beautiful, innocent, incredibly courageous and brave, paid the ultimate price, demonstrated the ultimate devotion to our people, to our homeland. And their neshama should have an aliyah, their families should somehow find strength. I want to thank our Amunah Siri sponsors, Dr. Zavi and Bella Morgan, in memory of Rabbi Dr. Brian Galbit, in memory of Bella's brothers, Mother, Dr. Ellen Shanzer, we remain uh, very grateful to the Morgans for their generosity sponsoring the Amuna Shear series. This morning, Shear is also uh, sponsored by Jeremy Herskowitz, Lila Nishmas Yitzchak Ben Chaim Tzvi, Nishama Shalavan Aliyah, and Mazel Tov to Donna Newman, our engagement to Joseph Wolf. We need Mazel Tovs, we need good news. We need to be Misameh Hassan Mekala, that's how we build the Churvos Yerushalayim. They want to destroy and eliminate. We build, we continue, and we add. Also dedicated in honor of Elsa Sarah Bas Pari Mazel and to Michelle Rivka Bas Farzana Liora for Shaduchim. Please God, they should uh, find their Pasher. We should celebrate hearing good news. And lastly, sponsored Leila Nishmas, Danny Grejauer, Allah Shalom, whose Yeratzite, fifth Yeratzite was this week. Big loss uh, for our community and for the world. And Esther Tila Bas Gavriel, Rav Gavriel Pinchas. Following the uh, Shir this morning, we have the Tehillim Mechulak. We're going to divide up all Tehillim. If 30 people stay, each will take five minutes. We can complete all of Sefer Tehillim on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Israel and certainly on behalf of the IDF who are in our thoughts 24-7. It's hard. It's hard to live life. It's hard to do anything mundane. It's hard to focus when you think about what's happening, when you think about what's on the line. But that's where our Amuna comes in. I'll share with you a couple of emails and then we'll look at this text that I think is relevant to how we feel and where we're at and what is going on. Rabbi Goldberg, your podcast, blah, 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 especially now as I am a mom of an IDF soldier. I heard the email from the man who was struggling and I totally feel for her. If you remember last week, we read about somebody who was struggling to find the Amuna in this time, who went out to her car, who wants to, uh, can't figure out how to go on. The approach of everything Hashem does is for the best was not helpful for me in the situation when facing my fears of what could potentially happen. I want to share something that has been helpful to me. When my mind goes in directions that I don't want it to think about, I visualize my son surrounded by a protective bubble of light of Hashem's love for him. This is calming for me and also increases my bitachon by making the positive outcome more real in my mind. Instead of just picturing her son going to battle, vulnerable and exposed and fragile and at risk. She likes to see this aura of light, this bubble, this cocoon of Hashem's embrace and love somehow surrounding him. And then she uh, followed up and said, it's a very beautiful idea. Another idea for anyone struggling with overly checking the news. Make a Kabbalah, make a commitment that before checking the news or social media, you'll always first say a parak of Tehillim. If you find yourself obsessively, keep checking and scrolling and checking and looking and checking that each time before you check, Say a parak of Tehillim, and then you frame your checking, at least in the context of, it's another opportunity to turn to, to daven to, 
and to ask Hashem. Certainly these are trying times for wives and mothers and family members of anybody in that army, in the army and on those front lines and doing what they're, and doing, what they're doing. I mentioned on Shabbos, when I had the privilege last week of traveling with Rabbi Brody and Rabbi Gibber to Israel on your behalf, on our behalf, on our community's behalf, representing and hugging as many as we could and showering with as much love and bringing as many supplies and visiting as many places as we could, we met an outstanding, outstanding Rav, Rav Biton. He's a Rav of Kilat Eretz Chemda in Yerushalayim, Katamon, amazing group of extraordinary people who were called up, not to the army, but who, business people who put their lives on hold and for the last month have done nothing but try to coordinate and help and support. And they're led by Rav Biton. Rav Biton is not only a great Talmachacham, a Sephardi Rav of an Ashkenazi shul, but he's a, he's a warrior. He's a fierce soldier. He's called up to the reservist and he's serving on the, on the northern border, the border of Lebanon. We visited there and 150 meters from, from Lebanon. And uh, just to repeat, because he, he's on the front line, literally the northern front line, but the Amuna that he lives with, the Amuna that he lives with is, is contagious. It is inspiring. It's awe-inspiring. And I told you the story that he reached into his, his uniform to say, you want to see my secret weapon? Not to me, but to somebody I know. He said, you want to see my secret weapon? And they thought it's going to take out the latest laser, the latest technology, the latest gun. And he took out the Shar HaBitachon of the Chovas HaLvavos. Started waving it at the border at Hezbollah. Tick this, tick that, tick this, tick that. Shar HaBitachon, that's our weapon. That's our weapon. We need other weapons. It's the Melchama Katana. The smaller war we're fighting is the war with physical enemies. But the bigger war, the bigger battle, spiritually, we believe, we don't, we don't experience these things in a vacuum. And they leave us flooded with questions that have no answers, a feeling of where is Hashem being so distant, which is also okay. And there's precedent for that in this week's Parsha. Pasuk says that Avram Avinu vayaras hamakom meirachok. When he comes to the Akedah, to Hara Moriah, Hashem says, take your son, your only son, the son that you love, and despite your proselytizing and teaching the world that child sacrifice is egregiously immoral, I want you to do it. Even though you've made a name, you've become an influencer, you've, become, you've gone viral for telling the world not, what not to do, the very thing you went viral to tell the world what not to do, I want you to now do, and I want you to do it with your son, the one that you love, the one that you waited for. And Avraham Avinu is prepared to listen to the will of Hashem, but it's not easy for him. In fact, the Medrash tells us that all of these obstacles come in his way. They try to stop him. The river rises and he struggles to cross it and the mountains and the whole journey is riddled with obstacles that try to distract him and deflect him and he has to overcome them. And the simple understanding of the Medrash is that the world itself was sort of opposing him to fulfill the will of Hashem in such a superhuman way. Necham Aleibowitz, Zechron Levracha, understood this medrash to mean that these were all different voices within Avram's own mind, questions of doubt and uncertainty, that he himself, Emunah is not binary, it's not all or nothing, you're not all, there's struggle. The great Avram Avinu, who never doubted Hashem's existence and never doubted Hashem's word, but struggled, even though he got to the destination of where he needed to be, it was a circuitous route, it wasn't simple. The mountains got in his way, so the mountains represent the Sinai al-Aharim, Hahorim, the parents. What am I, moral obligation to my parents? How could I do it to my child? Each of the physical, natural phenomena that presented as an impediment were representative as an own mind of a struggle. 
And even when he arrives at the destination, when he first sees Har Moriah, the place that he's supposed to offer, that he's supposed to offer Yitzchak, he sees that place, it feels like Hashem is far away. It's from a distance. Hamakom is the name that we use for Hashem when he's far away. When you pay a shiva call, 13 families now sitting shiva. 13 more families. 13 soldiers so far. I shouldn't say so far. 13 soldiers, please God, only in total in this ground invasion. Now sitting shiva. And those who pay a shiva call, the daughter in seminary just returned from a shiva call in Yerushalayim. They're getting an education nobody dreamt they'd get in their year in Israel, this whole experience. So you say, That's the language. May the makom. Why do we use that name for God? May the makom. May the place. Simple understanding is God is here, there, and everywhere. God is in every place. And even when he feels absent, Hashem is everywhere. So hamakom. Hamakom. He's everywhere, even here, even in the Shiva house. Even at this horrifically tragic funeral. I know these losses have impacted people in this room. One of the young men killed lived in my parents' building in Modian. Saw the video of outside the building today, the street lined with people to escort the family. Hamakom, Hashem is everywhere, even, even on that street, even in those shiva homes, even at those funerals. But first says the word Hamakom, the name of Hamakom, of Hashem Hamakom, is the name that we invoke for Hashem when He feels far away. when he feels at a great distance, like, where are you? What's going on? How could this happen? We still believe. We see him. We don't waver. We're uncompromising. We're unyielding. We still believe. We're all in. He's in charge. He's in control. We surrender. We submit. It's his world. Everything's for a reason. But right now, that just feels far away. So when Hashem feels far away, we say, Rav Soloveitchik said at the, at the Pesach Seder, we say, uh, Baruch HaMakom Baruch Why HaMakom? Why do we use the name Hashem HaMakom at the Seder? Because what follows the paragraph of Baruch HaMakom Baruch The four sons, and one of those sons is the Russia. And if a person's struggling with a child who's a Russia, Baruch HaMakom, Hashem feels far away. He feels far away. So what's amazing is that for us He feels far away, and it's understandable, and for so many I'm sure do. Rav Biton, He's right there, Hashem. He's right there. His casualties are... are horrific, devastating setbacks. But Hashem is in charge and He's right by their side and, and the army, it's in their eyes and you feel it. And you see these videos are coming out of those who are going into Gaza. And, and it's like Tanakh is coming alive. What Tanakh says the Jewish army does before they go in, Shema, Ana Hashem, Hoshiana, singing, praying, davening, turning to us. You've seen videos of soldiers telling all of us, we're going in, daven, daven, daven. So to wave that Shara Bitachon, the Chovos Halavavos, with everything else Hashem, Ein Lanu Amili Shein, Ela Avinu All we have, all we can lean on is you. It may appear this is a battle of, in tunnels and around corners and urban warfare. It's a question of technology and drones and, and, and the newest missile defense and all that's accurate and true and we're grateful to those who fund it and support it and those who invent it and those who deploy it. But all of that is just the matrix. All of that is just the way it appears down here. Behind it, as believing, emuna, faithful, yidden, we believe that all of that is just the matrix. It's the way it appears down here. There's something bigger going on. 
and the way that we influence and the weapons that we deploy in the Iron Dome that we invoke, ours are our davening and our learning and our chesed and our love for one another and our achtos. And we can't, we can't waver. We can't slow down. We can't hesitate. We can't get distracted. If you go into Gaza, you can't be distracted for a moment. For a moment. There's no luxury of being distracted for a moment. And we don't have the luxury of being distracted, not for a moment. Not for a moment. So that's, that's our mission. Kurdish Baruch can be found even in these dark places and dark times. Sometimes it can most be found because there's nowhere else to go and no one else to lean on. And the more the world seems to be piling up against us. A month ago, nobody could have imagined, depicted the countries, the places, the campuses, the members of Congress, the members of the media. Many are standing with us and for that we are so grateful, but the data and the statistics of who are rising against us. Could you ever imagine a month ago I tell you that Jewish students in Cooper Union would lock themselves in a library for their lives? Imagine I tell you that Cornell University, they'd have to shut down the Hillel and tell Jewish students stay in your dorm room. Columbia Jewish students would be threatened for their lives. Thank God for the New Yorkers. Boy, do they have nivel pad, but I'll tell you more and more videos are coming out. These non-Jewish New Yorkers who aren't tolerating those who are tearing down the posters. Unbelievable. Those who bless us should be blessed. They should be blessed. They gotta clean up their mouths, but they should be blessed. You got, you could watch, watch the videos on silent. Turn, watch the videos with the sound off. Just wa watch the video with the sound off, but boy, it's nice. It, it means something. It feels, it feels good when someone has a little solidarity. But you look in the eyes of the soldiers and you see the will of Klai Yisrael and the Amuna and the Bitachon, how could you waver, ride their coattails? We've spoken in the past about when we're struggling, use someone else's hotspot. Watch the video of the soldiers who are unwavering in their Amuna, so-called secular soldiers who never heard of tzitzis or put on tefillin until now. My friend Rabbi Shui Biston, Chabad of Parkland, who's back in Israel this week for the second time, he can't stay awake, away. Just left me a voice note this morning. Describing they have a sofa and a Sefer Torah and they're going base to base. Soldiers are writing in their letter to complete a Sefer Torah. Soldiers who never opened up Torah, never felt bound by Torah, never were part of the community of Torah, who are now writing their letter in Torah, finding their place, their name in Torah. Just amazing, amazing things. So they're, they're our hotspot. You're, you have no connection. You're buffering. You're in and out. It's not a... Not a high speed, not a low speed, you're no connection. Find someone with a hotspot. And the soldiers, they're our, they're our hotspot. And connect through them because it's amazing. It's amazing. Their, their amuna, their bitachon is just uplifting. So let's look at this. Uh, this comes from the Amaros Tahoros. The Rachma Shrifka Rebbe, the one who passed away just a couple months ago. And his Amaros Tahoros on this week's Parsha. But I saw it preparing the Parsha here and I said, no, no, I got to save this for amuna. I have to save this for Amuna. And he says the following, page Kuf Yud Ches, the side that's page 118, the left-hand column. He quotes more of a Chamiz Atzal, Yechoser Al-Divre, he quotes from the Belzer. Vayashkem Avram Baboker Alamokam Asher Amad Shem Es Pnei Hashem. Avram woke up in the morning to the Makom. Again, that name. The name for Hashem. Makom can mean place. Makom is the name of Hashem when he can feel at a distance. Shechachmin, our Chachamim, 
our rabbis Chazal tell us the Gemara in Baruchos Daf Chavav. Lemedem he pasuk zeh shavro tikein tefilah shachras. The Gemara in Baruchos there quotes two traditions. Our davening shachras menchamar three times a day is it modeled after the karbanos? Is it modeled after the avos? So one tradition is Avram instituted shachras and Yitzchak instituted mincha and Yaakov instituted marav. My wife's favorite joke. You know why Yaakov instituted marav? Because if you had 12 children who had bath time and bedtime, you'd also have to go out for Marav. <laughs> Yaakov instituted Marav, had to go out for Marav. Marav's never had a good time. Never had a good time. Marav could be at 5 o'clock, it could be at 8.30 at night. Mincha Marav, never a good time. Never a good time. So So the rabbis learned that Avram woke up in the morning, he was in the Makom, and he davened Shacharis. And wow, we learned from here that just like Avram davened Shacharis, he began each and every day by leaning into that relationship with Hashem, by surrendering and submitting, by doing this exercise of humility, by saying, Hashem, you're in charge, you're in control. Here is a list of all the things universally we need. Sitter snippets, we're making our way now through the Amidah. We started the ninth bracha, Borech Aleinu. Hashem, we need livelihood, we need income, we need Parnassah. We covered just now Rifainu. Hashem, we need good health, we need recovery, we need strength, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Kodesh Baruch we need Atachon in Ladam Das. Kodesh Baruch we need a Semach David. We want Yeshua Venachat. We want salvation. We want redemption. These 13 requests, supplications, the middle section of the Amidah, are what Anshe Knesset Agadola authored of the universal needs a person could ever have. If you want to know what should you consider what you need, notice none of them are, I need the latest iPhone, I want a Tesla, I need a bigger house, I want a nicer vacation, I need more jewelry. All that you have to put into Shema Koleinu. There is no, there's no bracha. You know what the bracha is? Let's go back to the basics. You know what the basics are? What the bracha is? You need, you need your mind. You need your memory. You need your intellect. Because if you're alive, Nebuch, there are people suffering and struggling with dementia and Alzheimer's. Perfectly healthy physically, but if you don't have your mind, then what life are you living? Nebuch, for the people struggling with it and those who take care of them. Heartbreaking. That's a universal need. That's a universal need. And then we rave on Yenu HaKadosh Baruch fight our fights. Because if your life is filled with struggle and fight and conflict, what life that has no peace, no serenity? And Rifa'inu, health. If you don't have your health, what do you have? That's why Rifa'inu is before Baruch Aleinu. If you don't have your health, what good is your money? You all know the famous Jewish comedian, your money or your life. Who was it? Jack Benny. Jack Benny. I'm thinking. There's a whole, new, a whole new one for that. I won't embarrass her, but someone related to me who's in Israel for her year sent a little video with one of the sirens right outside the, the shelter. Said, hmm, there's no Wi-Fi in there. Should I stay here or going, your money or your wife? Your life or your Wi-Fi? It's a new, uh, I don't even mean to make it. She went in, everyone relax. My mother's watching. She went in. It was a joke on her way in. She had a minute to get it. It was a joke, but it's an updated version of that question. Your, your life or your Wi-Fi, you know? So, so Avram Avinu wakes up in the morning and he turns to Hashem and he says, the first thing to start his day is, is the Amidah. The very first thing to start his day is Hashem. Here are the universal needs a person could have. And go through all the rest of them. That's how he starts his day. Here's the only problem. Thank you so much. Here's the only problem. That davening that Avram did, after which we model all of Shacharis, Every Jew everywhere in the world for thousands of years wakes up and starts their day by davening shacharis. And where do we get that from? Avram. Here's the question about the shacharis. This question never, ever occurred to me. 
Halo tefila zulonis kabla klau. This tefila of Avram was not accepted at all. Why do we model all of our davening after a davening that Avram asked? And the answer was, no. Which tefillah was this? Sodom. It's an incredible question the Belzer Rebbe asks. I don't understand. We model and we learn all of our davening after Avram. Shacharis every day. Start your day. Begin your day. Begin your day with an expression of humility, expression of gratitude, an expression of dependence and relying on Hashem with reviewing what are our universal needs, what are our hierarchy, what's our priority, what matters, what's important. Beautiful. We all know that. Shacharis, Avram Avinu. Here's the thing. Avram got a no. So we're modeling, starting our day after Avram's request, that he got a no to. Can't we find a yes? Can't we find an example of someone who got a yes? And then we should begin our day modeling ourselves after the yes that Avram got. And he answers, what you see from here is the opposite. We dafka model our tefillah, not only when there's a yes, we model our tefillah after the opportunity to pour out our hearts to Hashem, whether it's a yes or a no. Whatever the answer is, Hashem heard. He collected. A yid, a Jew, never gives up. We never despair. We're never hopeless. We never feel that a tefillah was wasted. It was squandered. We don't ever feel what was the point. There are people, there are circumstances, there are situations. We poured out our heart. We davened endlessly. We davened relentlessly. We davened with the greatest sincerity. And, and we didn't get a yes. We didn't get the answer. We didn't get the intervention. We didn't get the response or the solution. So was it all a waste? Was it all for nothing? Was it all a waste of time? Chas v'shalom. Where do we see that? From the very first person who introduced us to this davening of Shacharis. Avram Avinu got a no. He tried. He advocated. He protested. He objected. He tried. And he set the precedent for all of us. Think about what davening is. Right? There's all these questions. Protests, debates. I, I, I don't understand. It's not a criticism. It's, I don't understand. <coughs> I think, it, let me put it to you this way. It would be wonderful if a thousand Jews went to Cornell University and went to the Hillel and sponsored dinner for all the Jewish students and said, we're not afraid. Open up. We're here. These protests. When are we going to have a million person march in Washington? When are we going to fill the streets of London and Paris and New York and Fort Lauderdale? Protests, there's all these questions and everyone's waiting for the other person to organize it and when and will and is it effective and is it a use of time and money and resources and should we and all these questions. But you know, we start our day every day with the first protest of the day. Think about what davening is. It's the first protest of the day. Hashem, I don't like what you're doing over here. I want you to change what's going on over there. I'd like you to reconsider what's happening with me over here. It's a protest. There's no banner, there's no flag, there's no megaphone. But we begin our day, davening is essentially a series of protests. Here are my objections. Here's my protest. Here I'm raising my voice. Here I'm expressing to you how I feel, what I'm advocating for, what I want you to change, what I want you to switch, what I want you to do differently. Where do we learn that from? Who gave us license? Why are we entitled? He's the omnipotent, perfect, all-knowing God. And who are we? Finite, mere mortals. Why, what right do we have? Where's our license? Because Avram Avinu. He says, first Hashem says, Am I going to conceal from Avram what I plan to do with stone? 
And Avram says, Shkoyach, thank, thank you for trusting me and telling me. I'm honored. I appreciate it. Now don't do it. Now that you invited me to have an opinion because you told me about it, here's my opinion. Don't do it. They've got to be 50 tzaddikim, 45, 40. They've got to be. Please, please reconsider. I can't stand idly by. I won't be indifferent. I have to raise my voice. Hashem, whatever you decide in the end, I'm with you. You're in charge. You're in control. Whatever you decide is right and righteous, but I have to raise my voice. That's why you gave me a voice. That's why you gave me the power to speak. Adam Arishan was endowed with the power of speech long before Chava came into existence. Whom did he speak to? Why was he given the gift of speech before there was anyone to talk to? Because the original purpose of speech is to talk to Hashem. Oh, once we could use it to talk to Hashem, it also comes in handy to talk to each other. But don't think I use my power of speech to talk to each other. Now I have the power of speech to communicate with others. I might as well use it also to talk to Hashem. We have it backwards. The whole original use, the original intent, the original purpose of the power of speech is to talk to Him. Halavai she'ispal al-adam kolayam kulo. Halavai, we're talking to Him from when we wake up till we fall asleep at night. Talking to Him all day. Hashem, help this kid get ready and go to carpool easily. Let it not be frustrating. Let it not be difficult. Hashem, let there not be traffic. Let the light turn green. Let me get there on time. Hashem, let this business deal go through. Hashem, let the kala rise and come out well. Hashem, let the... Whatever we... All day long, we're talking to him. The original purpose, why we have a voice, why a Kaddish Baruch who invented a world with communication is to communicate with him. Ah, once we communicate, comes in handy to communicate with each other too. It's really handy. But the original use is to communicate with him. And Avram Avinu takes that power of speech, the capacity for communication, and he takes it and he says, okay, you gave me the ability to speak, you invited me to raise my voice, I'm not only protesting to members of Congress and presidents and prime ministers, I'm not only protesting media and Qatar and uh, wherever else, Starbucks union, but not the main thing, but the, the. <laughs> Sephora. I told my children we're protesting the home wall. Since it's unclear, <laughs> Since it's unclear who's for and who's against, we're being machmir to boycott the homo. It's a chumrah our family is taking on. And Amazon is selling children's shirts that say from the river to the sea, we're machmir all Amazon. Yeah. Right now, we have to make a statement to the whole Amazon. The Amazon is on hold. We're not going to the Amazon. So they're selling these shirts. Yeah, we got to protest. We've got to, we've got to protest. We've got to raise our voice. But where does it begin? Who's really in charge? Who's really in control? Where is it most important to raise our voice? To speak truth to power? You got an audience in the Oval Office? You'd raise your voice? We are in the ultimate Lahavdil Oval Office of Hashem, wherever you are. Whenever you open your Tehillim, open your Siddur, whenever you open your mouth. Whenever you open your mouth. He says earlier in here at the Rachma Shlifka, the parasha begins. Hashem appears to Avram wherever he is. And where is Avram? The opening of the oil, the opening of our body is our mouth. Avram is using the, he's speaking to Hashem. Hashem appears to him and he uses that appearance of Hashem as an opportunity to talk to him. So wherever you are, you could be talking to him. The Pesach HaOel, the opening of the oil, the opening of our mouth is the invitation, the opportunity to talk to Hashem. And Avram Avinu protests he says, Hashem, here are my feelings. Enough, Genukshain. That was my shacharis this morning. Bonashon 13, I don't understand it. And I have difficulty accepting it. And I'm broken by it. And I'm begging you, enough, that's it. That's it, that's it. 
That's it. No more. No more. I'm objecting. I'm protesting. I'm rallying. I'm advocating. That's why we're given this gift and this capacity. And where do we learn that from? If we davened on condition that we were answered, what kind of davening would that be? If we davened only on condition that we got the answer we want, did we in fact even really daven? What makes davening meaningful is that what we say is, Hashem, I surrender to you. Here's the world the way I see it. But if it's a choice between the world the way I see it and the way you see it, my finite vantage point, your infinite view, I surrender to you. I'll, I'll raise my voice, I'll protest, but in the end of the day, whether it's a yes or a no, I won't stop asking, I won't stop speaking, I won't stop turning to you, I won't stop talking to you. It all goes together. So where do we learn that from? Where do we learn that we should daven even if the answer is no? That there's a value in connecting and surrendering, that we grow in our amuna, that we grow in our humility. Where do we learn that from? Where do we see that from? Why bother? Why does it matter? Why should we do it? Why not despair? Why not give up hope? Why not have yeish? We got to know? Okay, so sitter stays closed now. Where do we learn that from? Only from the very person that taught us tefillah altogether. Avram Avinu. Don't stop davening. You got to know? There were 13 no's over the last couple days. Open the sitter, open the tehillim more sincerely, more intensely, more, more kapitlach. Because we have no idea where those tefillos are collected and what happens with them. They're not wasted, they're not squandered, they're not worthless. They didn't go nowhere. The Rebona Shalom collects them and he stores them and he banks them and he files them. Maybe the 13, we're going to be 30. Maybe the 13, we're going to be 300. Maybe the 13, we're going to be 1300. All those tefillos, they're banked, they're stored, they mean something. They make a difference, they move, move the cosmos. They weren't allocated over here. We didn't see it manifest or expressed in the way that we wanted. But Akash Baruch Hu deploys He's got the ultimate spreadsheet. He collects our tefillos and he uses it. They say money's all fungible. So you have a bank account and we thought the withdrawal was over here, but meanwhile our tefillos are funding something we don't even know about. We davened for someone and we didn't get the answer we wanted for them, but those tefillos, we don't know if they cured, if they healed, if they extended the life of someone else. We deposits, our job is to make deposits. How the money in the account is allocated, we're not in control, we're not in charge, we're not signatories. We don't put our signature on the check of how the money is allocated. All we do is make deposits. We make deposits, the Ribbono Shalom spends. How he spends, he has an infinite, omnipotent view, strategy. We don't get access to see. We don't get to look at the records. We don't get to review exactly how it got deployed. All he keeps telling me is, look, I got a lot of expenses. Your bank account's running out. I'm begging you, make deposits, tehillim, tefillahs, schuyos, chesed, learning. Hashem says, I can't add to the bank account. That you do. Through your bechira chavshis, through your free will, you deposit in the bank account. Me, I make withdrawals. I run the world. I know exactly the way the world works. I know where it needs to be deployed. I know it's just and righteous and fair. I know what's good, not what's painful, 
but I know what's good. I do the allocate the I do the allocations. Deposits is you. So Yibonisham is looking down at us right now and he's saying, Kla Yisrael, Bini Bachori Yisrael, my precious children, the bank account's running low. Bank account's running low. Quick, make deposits. Open your tilam, open your sitter. Run to do a chesed. Express Avas Yisrael. Make shalom. Quick, make deposits because there's so many bills that need to be paid. 500,000 soldiers on a front line. There are so many bills that need to be paid. So many shiva homes that need comfort and strength, an economy that will be in shambles. Jews that are targets of anti-Semitism around the world. Hashem says there are so many requests and I want to be able to fulfill them, but I can't until you make deposits. So don't ever look and say, what was the point? I put money in the bank and when I went to withdrawal, I didn't get to take it out because you were never entitled to think you get to take it out. We're not in control of taking it out. We don't, we don't get to do withdrawals. Our name is not on the check. We don't have a debit card. We can't control what we withdraw. All we're in charge of is what we deposit. What we deposit. It's wrong to read the Gemara and Brachas and say, Avram established Shachras. Avram didn't just establish Shachras. Avram established davening, making a deposit, even when you don't get to be in control of the withdrawal. Avram established davening, even when the answer was no, you keep davening. Even when you didn't get to withdraw, you make another deposit. Over and over and over again. Now you can understand the Pasuk continues that Avram remained standing in Tefillah before Hashem. What does it mean that Avram remained standing before Hashem? You know what it means? That this image, this precedent of Avram standing and davening even when he wasn't in charge of the withdrawal, even when he got a no, even when he got 13 no's, that is what carries us until today. You'll say, that's good for Avram. Avram was Avram Avinu. Avram is a patriarch. Avram is the Avhamon Goyim. Avram is the great Avram. He had such a muna bitachon, he was a child and he found Hashem. Of course Avram can continue to daven when he got a no. But me? I don't have that amuna. Me? I'm struggling with doubt, with uncertainty, trying to find Hashem. I don't have it in me. The answer is you do. Because how did you daven shacharis this morning? What bracha did you make? The bracha of Avos concludes. We say, Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. We invoke Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. But the Gemara tells us, Chazal tells us that Hashem tells Avram, while your children, Yitzchak and Yaakov, get mentioned, You, Avram, that's how we finish the bracha. Barachat Hashem, Magain Avraham. Now, normally we understand that to mean, Magain Avraham means, Hashem, you are the shield of Avraham, Iron Dome, and uh, what's the other one we just used? The arrow, the first time, a couple days ago. You're the mugging, Iron Dome, you're the shield of Avram and his progeny, his children. Mugain Avram doesn't just mean Hashem, you are the protector of Avram, you are our protector as well. Mugain Avram means you protect the Avram in each and every one of us. It's an all new kavana when you say this bracha. Every day, the Amidah, three times a day. Mugain Avram. Hashem, Mugain Avraham. I believe that you have put his DNA in me. 
So you know what? I have that capacity. I have that ability. I have his DNA. I have his DNA. It gives me all kinds of gastrointestinal issues because I have Ashkenazi DNA. <laughs> if I have to live with all the gastrointestinal disease of the DNA, then I also have the faith of the DNA. I also have the fortitude of the DNA. I also have the tenacity and resolve of the DNA. I also have the amuna and bitachon of the DNA. Magen Avram. Hashem preserves the DNA of Avram inside each and every one of us. We are his progeny, we are his children, we are his offspring, and we have that ability to never have yeish. Yeish? Yeish, there is no yeish. Yeish is shalomi das. Yeish, if you have yeish, it's because you're not thinking properly. Rabbeinu Sha'ag, Rab Nachman, Ancient Yeish, Ancient Yeish Ba'olam Klal. One of the highlights of my life was dancing with soldiers last Wednesday night in Yerushalayim. As Yonatan Razel sang, Ancient Yeish Ba'olam Klal. For me, it's a joke of a dance, but dancing with soldiers, serving, risking their lives, Ancient Yeish Ba'olam Klal. There is no despair, there is no hopelessness, there is no giving up. There is no failing to make more deposits, more and more and more. And where do we know? How can we be so confident that we have that strength, we have that faith, we have that fortitude, we have that ability? Magain Avram, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu preserves the Avram. In it. It's in our DNA. It's in our very DNA. Whether you're born Jewish or whether you're converted to be Jewish. You know, a convert, in their ksuba and the way they're called up to the Torah, they're Ben Avram Avinu, Bas Avram Avinu. They are even more identified with Avram Avinu. Avram the Av Hamon Goyim. Born Jewish, cho Jew by choice. All of us are the children of Avram. And Magain Avram, Hashem preserves that capacity of the Avram in us. Hashem preserves it, protects it. Because Avram Odenu Omeid Lifnei Hashem. Tovshin Pei Dalad. This latest war of Kla Yisrael. Avram fought the war of the four kings and the five kings. Avram rescued Lot from Sodom. Avram fought the first wars of the Jewish people. And fast forward, we're still fighting wars all these years later. Tafshin Pei Dalad, the war of Simchas Torah, 2023. We're still fighting wars. And Avram omenu odenu omeid lefnei Hashem. He woke up and he davened that morning, and he's still standing and davening through each and every one of us. Magain Avram. It's preserved in us. He's still davening through each and every one of us through each and every one of us. So that's the Tikkun Avram, Tefillah Shacharis. Mitfilah Sashal Avram, Astom Shalonis Kabla. All of our Shacharis. Every day we get up and we daven and we say, Hashem, just like my Zayd the daven for you not to do to Stom, in the end you told him you were in charge, you were in control, and he still didn't stop davening. I'm ready for Shacharis. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to raise my voice and protest. I'm going to rally. But in the end of the day, whatever you answer me, I'm going to keep davening. Because that's the precedent. That's the very first filah. Avram was Masaki in filah shacharis, but not a shacharis that got a yes. Avram was Masaki in a shacharis that got a no, and he's odenu omeid lefnei Hashem, but he's still davening. And we too, even if we get a no, we get 13 no's, we get 1,400 no's, we get 240 captive no's. Odenu omeid lefnei Hashem. We come back and we daven and we daven and we daven and we deposit and we deposit and we deposit and we don't stop making deposits because you're in charge of the withdrawals. We don't understand. We don't get to see the account. We don't get to review your spreadsheet. We have to keep coming back to make deposits. And he continues. Now the truth is we think that Avram got a no and it wasn't accepted. 
But every tefillah is accepted, just not necessarily in the way that we intended, in the way that we think. It's not wasted. It's not squandered. It doesn't go nowhere. He said, would you save the whole world if there are tzaddikim? And there are tzaddikim in every generation, 36 righteous people who hold up the whole world. The davening is heard, it's answered. Hashem said yes to Avram. It's a deal. If you could find a minimum number of tzaddikim, I won't destroy Sodom. That tefillah was heard because until this very day, if there are a minimum number of tzaddikim, Hashem doesn't destroy the world. So it wasn't heard in the way Avram expressed it for stone, but it was heard because until this very day, the righteous people of every generation are what holds up the entire world. Are what holds up the entire world. And then he continues, Rebbe Milublin, Aleinu. He says, it says, she threw the child under one of the sikhim. She stopped thinking only about the child. Like a sicha. When we daven, part of our davening should be not just the soldiers, the people, our view of the world, how it affects us, we're broken. But Hashem, what about you? What about you? Your brand has taken an enormous hit. We're your chosen people. We're your children. And the more that terror and evil can reign, the more that anti-Semites can raise their voice, the more that we suffer losses, there's a chil Hashem in the world. Hamas, every time they, every time they take a life, there's an enormous chil Hashem, there's an abscess, there's a void created of your name. So Hashem, don't just, that's part of our tefillah. Don't just do it for us from our vantage point, our heart. We don't want to be devastated or broken or people that we love, or families that we know. But we're also davening for you, Hashem. You. Your name, your honor, your brand, your mission to be revealed in this world. That's the most effective. In fact, that's the tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe davens to Hashem, after the eagle, after the miraglim, every time, Hashem's like, I've had it. These people are, I'm done with them. They're not worthy. They're not carrying out their mission. They're not fulfilling their purpose. I'm done. And each time Moshe says, I hear you. I hear you. I don't blame you, but here's the thing, Hashem. And this is Moshe's trump card with Hashem. Of course, Hashem knows it. Who do you think taught it to Moshe? But Moshe comes to Hashem and he says, they don't deserve it. They're horrible. They're incorrigible. I also have no patience left for them. But here's the thing. If you wipe them out, what are people going to say? How is that going to impact your name? Your being revealed in this world. Your purpose and mission to repair and redeem this world. And Hashem says, fine. You're right. I guess I have to let him continue. That's the tefillah that we follow. We have to invoke that. In the tehillim we're going to say right now momentarily, in the tefillah that we offer from the sitter or from our heart in our own words, as we're davening for people we know. I keep on my stender picture of my nephews in uniform right now, one on the northern border, one on the southern border, one who's finishing their basic training, doing shmirah, also at risk. 
We don't just daven for them, we look at their faces, we think of their names, every one of us know, holy, precious chayalim. But we say, Hashem, what about you? How is all of this impacting your name, your brand, your vision, your, your purpose for this world? Do it for you. No more losses for you. A sweeping triumphant victory for you. You know when Hashem's brand took an enormous, not hit, but was elevated? I wasn't alive for it, but I'm told. After the Six Day War, my mother describes, you walk down the street of Manhattan, every Jew was 10 feet tall. Non-Jews looked at Jews like every one of them was the strongest 10 foot tall giant that after the Six Day World War, the whole world was like, wow, those people, God's on their side. He loves them. It's incredible. Everyone wanted a piece of, of God, of the Jews. Aliyah spiked. Conversion spiked. People wanted to study about Judaism spiked. People's fear of Jews spiked. Think about it now. It's the opposite. Hashem's name is taking a hit. The Jewish people take a hit. And we're fair game. Say, Hashem, for you, forget for us. We're unworthy. Don't do it for us. But for you, for you for your brand, for your name, so that we could fulfill our mission and purpose and bring you redemption to this world. Do it for you. We also learn this idea from this parsha. So it hurts, it hurts, it hurts so badly. It hurts, it stings, it sets us back. He feels like hamakom. Bayaras hamakom mirachok, he feels so far away. But don't despair. Ancient yeish ba'olam klal. The soldiers are our hotspot. When you feel disconnected and you're ready to give up, Connect through a soldier. Turn on one of those videos. Watch it over and over. See them sing and dance. See them scream, Hashem, 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 Yisrael, Ein Lanu Use them as your hotspot for a high-speed connection. Because in my life, Klai Yisrael never needed as many deposits as we need now. We need to make deposits over and over and over again. Kirsh Baruch will make the withdrawals. And even when it feels like the money didn't get allocated where we wanted it, we daven for someone specific. We daven for something specific. And we got to know. You know who else got to know and he didn't stop davening? Only the person who established all davening, Avram Avinu. He didn't slow down. He didn't stop. He's Odenu Omeid Lifnei Hashem. He, all these years later, is still standing. Where? Where do you see him? In every one of you. In every one of us. Each time we open that siddha, that tehillim, each time we open our heart and we talk to Hashem, Magain Avram, the Avram is preserved. He's still inside us. He's still talking to Hashem. So please stay for a few more minutes. We'll finish all of Tehillim and take literally just a couple minutes. We'll make a deposit of all of Sefer Tehillim. And don't stop until they can stop. We can't stop. Mirz Hashem, you should hear Besoros Tovos, Yeshuas, Venechamos, a sweeping victory so the world sees the Yad Hashem and we can experience the Geula.